0: Get ready to hear the truth about
1: America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Sorry, busy blocking some losers on social media. Use the button liberally, prevent neuron damage and dendrite atrophy. It's the greatest thing ever. Realize when you take a stand in any election, you're always going to meet a couple of losers on the other side who don't like that. See, here's the thing I noticed about chumps and cowards a long time ago. You know what scares chumps and cowards more than anything? It's people that take a stand. You know why that is? Because it highlights their cowardice. See, the thing about wussbags, I'd say something worse, but there's some words I just won't use on the show, is they don't like to have to acknowledge a bag. You know, Chappelle did a clip on this a long time ago. Dave Chappelle is a comedian, but a very smart guy. How nothing, you know, excites the coward more than seeing a hero fall because it justifies their cowardly existence. I'm telling you, the greatest thing you can do is separate yourself from the losers in your life because negative energy is a real thing. It's not some kind of metaphysical nonsense you read in like a Robert Frost poem. You surround yourself with losers and dipshits and zeros. And that's exactly what you're going to become. I got to tell you something. This isn't a philosophy class. And as a guy who's failed a lot more than he succeeded, but the success has been a lot more beneficial to my life than the failure, if that makes sense. It's because I got up after every failure and learned to make this success exponentially bigger than the failure was. I can tell you this for, an, for a fact that this stuff is contagious. And if you surround yourself with losers, that's exactly what you're going to become. And you really have to learn the art. If you want a real life hack, the subtle art, as it was said by that comedian guy who's not even a conservative, by the way, the subtle art of not giving a fuck is a real thing. You really have to learn to just say, "Okay, this is not real life. If social media losers disconnect these people and move on, it's the greatest thing you'll ever do. I got a big show today, a lot to talk about. Today's show brought to you by Blackout Coffee. Stop giving your money to woke companies don't care about you or the country. Go with a coffee option that aligns with your conservative values. It's my friends at Blackout Coffee. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino, coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. A lot to talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Enrique Terrio, one of the proud boys, gets an absolutely outrageous police state sentence last, uh, last, uh, yesterday, uh, last night of 22 years in prison. Uh, just disgraceful. I don't even know how to describe the country we live in anymore. And the fact that multiple media outlets allege that Terrio may have assisted the FBI in the past should say to you again that the government's no longer your friend. If you're under any illusion, we live in a constitutional republic where if you cozy up to the government, they're going to help you later. You might as well throw that out right now. I don't think any of you in the chat are under that illusion, but I'm telling you, folks, this stuff is really getting crazy right now. We've been highlighting it on the show. All right, today's show brought to you by American Financing. A lot of us are struggling to keep up with credit card payments every month. It's a frustrating cycle. I understand how stressful it can be, but there's a better way. Use the power of your home to put you back in control of your finances. My friends at American Financing can help you take advantage of the equity you've built, and you can finally say goodbye to that never-ending debt that's been holding you hostage. Here's the best part. Their customers are currently saving an average of $700 every single month. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will complete a no-cost, no-obligation mortgage review, showing you how much you can save every month. American Financing is closing in in as fast as 10 days. Get your savings even faster. And if you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you some breathing room while you get back on track. Remember, with American Financing, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Here's the number, 888-994-7660. It's 888-994-7660, or visit AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS182334, NMLS ConsumerAccess.org. All right, Joseph, let's go. It's wonderful Wednesday. You know, what's in Joe's head. So we go to church together now, Joe and I, and we have a really great band. <laughs> I knew you'd and say I, this. I, I, you, you, of course you knew that. And I said to Joe, I said, dude, you totally got to sing in this band because you're awesome. And I can put it on Rumble with Father Marty and so." So Joe's got music on the mind. He's got music on the mic. He's a good singer, though. Joe's like the real deal. So you're welcome. (laughs) Folks, listen, helping the government is not going to help you because the government's not your friend. As a former federal agent, I feel the need to tell you right now, the government is not your friend. Now, the government should catch criminals and terrorists and bad guys. That is a very good public service we do. Because why? Because we don't want to get dead. Getting dead is a bad thing. And there are a lot of criminals and bad guys and a lot of dedicated federal agents and cops out there trying to keep the bad guys behind bars. However, we're living in a different place right now. We're not living in a place where you can trust the government anymore or the FBI. I am sad to have to tell you that. Now, I don't know what Enrico Terrio did or didn't do. Uh, he was a, a proud boy, was sentenced yesterday because of the January 6th thing for 22 years, which is odd because Enrique Terrio was not in D.C. on January 6th. so That's kind of strange. Uh, don't let those little facts get in the way. But The Guardian, I want you to know, reported back in 2021, their headline, not mine, I don't know the guy, no idea, I wasn't in the FBI. Proud Boys leader Enrique Terrio was an FBI informant. Uh, Interesting. With friends like these, right? I mean, there you go. (laughs) so strange. So Terrio wasn't even in D.C., but got 22 years in jail, which I find fascinating, because I have yet to see a 22-year sentence for the BLM members that burned American cities down, the Antifa members that went after the courthouse in Portland. Uh, there was a, a, a homicide, I believe. They set uh, a building on fire. And I think the guy got, what is it, 10 to 12 years? Uh dude got killed in there. man got killed in there. That doesn't seem to be a big deal. Uh, we had those two Molotov cocktail throwing lawyers in New York. I don't know what the hell they got. Community probation or whatever the hell it was. Uh, who knew community service or probation? Nobody knows. Uh, but folks, the police state's here. It's here right now. The attack on Donald Trump is just a symptom of that. But the police state is here right now, right this second. I hope you all understand that. It's here right now. Now, the next GOP POTUS, I titled this This is the only way. Listen to me. This is the only way to do it. The jury is in, the judges rule. There is no other way. If your candidate cannot commit to this, he's not your candidate, okay? The next GOP POTUS had better unload on Antifa and BLM. I want to see multi-year sentences. Although the judges will obviously determine that. I want to see RICO investigations. I want to see terrorism investigations. These are clearly terror groups. These are fraud-based groups. we have already seen the stories of BLM buying large mansions with donor money. We've already seen the videos over and over about Antifa. We know what they're capable of. There are. I want to see a couple things. Here's number one. Here's a step to take back our republic. Folks in the chat, pay very close attention because I get this all the time. Okay, so what are we going to do? Here's what we're going to do. I don't want to hear again from anybody out there. Oh, you don't propose solutions. We propose a lot of solutions. I just need you to write them down and take them to your uh, your congressman and your senator and ask them what they're going to do about it. Number one, RICO and terrorism investigations against Antifa and BLM. There's no question these are terror groups. The evidence is everywhere. We've seen it. We know it. Everybody knows it. They use terror and violence to enact a political agenda. Antifa, no, is not an idea. It is a very real group of black clad wearing ninja suit wearing losers and, you know, uh, wusses who hang in their mama's basement who gang up and beat the hell out of people and burn and terrorize property. There's no doubt about that. Step two, pardons. All of these people should be pardoned because they did nothing wrong. No, some of them may have done something wrong. I don't know. I don't know the specifics of each and every case. I certainly don't uh, support Rioting or anything like that. Uh, I think that's crystal clear. Having said that, the justice system is clearly wrong, these people. There is absolutely no way, given our current justice system, you can consider it fair with a straight face that they got 10, 15, 17, 18, and 22 year, uh, 22 year sentences, which are unprecedented in the literal sense in this space. Unprecedented and claim justice was done. Uh, pardons are a corrective mechanism. That's it. There's your two steps right there. You do that, it'll be a corrective mechanism getting us back to the midpoint. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a police state. This is not justice. This is revenge. These people want retribution for Donald Trump winning the 2016 campaign. That is all this is about. This has nothing to do with justice for Enrique Terrio or justice against Enrique Terrio or the Proud Boys. I don't know Enrique Terrio. Never met this guy, communicated with this guy. Matter of fact, I don't know anybody in the Proud Boys. I don't say that because I'm proud or not proud. I just say it because it's true. I don't know anybody in these organizations. I am telling you, however, I know what I see with my own eyes. I know I walked out of the White House to a group of eight Antifa and BLM mutts and dogs and slobs telling my wife they wanted to rape her and they were going to make us watch while they slammed on a bunch of drums and whatever, made a bunch of noise And we're threatening people. They threatened two Asian ladies. We had to walk back to the hotel. I watched them push a couple of guys. I watched them harass people. This is a terror group. So unless you're willing to put them all in jail, I don't want to hear it. You're not a serious candidate. In jail. I don't want to hear anything from the press. You guys are finished. I don't want to hear a damn thing. The police state is here. There's a corrective mechanism right in front of you. Pardons and targeting with RICO statutes and terrorism statutes, Antifa and BLM. You want to fix this stuff? It's the only way. The only way. I hope you understand what I'm telling you. There's not going to be any talk. There's not going to be a legislative fix for this. You can't fix a police state. You can't fix a police state. You can only fire everyone involved because personnel or policy, that's the third step. Unload everyone. Anyone who had anything to do with it or approved of it, pardons, terrorism investigations, fire Everyone. You touched it, you smelled it, you were near it, you did nothing about it, fire everyone. You were part of it, you got to go. It'll send a message and ignore the media response to the whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the only way because we're living in a police state right now. I want you to watch this clip. This is an interview from last week. This is uh, Xi Van Fleet. Fled communist China. Has been an incredible advocate for freedom and warning about the police state. Ladies and gentlemen, the police state is here. It's here now. It's not coming tomorrow. It's not coming next week. The police state is here now. It's here right now today. I want you to understand that. You need to listen to this woman. She is warning everyone about we are here right now. There's a limited window to fix this. This is a warning everyone needs to hear. Check this out.
2: Why is what is happening actually bad for them, too? Yeah, I have a word for them. Forget about Donald Trump. Party in power is abusing their power and going after any oppositions. Now it's Donald Trump. Now it's MAGA. But eventually it's everybody because communist a regime would not tolerate any, any uh, opposition any dissenting voices so it's they're coming after all of us including those who are cheering and now for uh trump's indictment and they think they are on the uh, winning team they're not we are all will become victims if we let it let them succeed
1: we're all we we're just walking this in You know, I had an AP history teacher in high school. He was a nice guy. He was a big, uh, he was a a Democrat. You know, he loved being a Democrat. But he was a super nice guy and he knew a lot about politics and he generally kept his politics out of the classroom. Some you don't see much anymore. He was a good guy. And he always said that, you know, the presence of the middle middle class in this country always prevents people from really sincere, deep political activism because a lot of people just get happy. They're just happy where they are. And as long as the fight doesn't come to their door, they're not going to do anything about it. Folks, I think that apathy, not with you. You're the 42,000 watcher right now uh, early in the show who are super active and understand the threat to freedom and liberty going on right now. But you've got to understand you are the minority. You are special. And I mean that in in that you are special. You're different. Most people go throughout life, and some of them can't even name who their governor or their congressman is. They just don't know. They don't think that deeply about stuff. They've got soccer games they want to go to, and the bigger ideological fights are not for them. They get lost in what happens in everyday life, and that's it. They get stuck in this bubble. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to tell you the truth. That's become a problem. Our prosperity's become become really almost, a, for us, a crutch, because so many people are afraid of getting involved. With the with the false idea that the door, you know, they're not going to come knocking at my door. Police state's not here for me, and I think that's been the big wake up call for people like Zijian Van Fleet when we talk about things like what's happening to kids. Nobody ever thought that these communists, I think, were going to come into their kids' schools and start start teaching them that their parents are idiots and that if they're in any way confused about their gender, that they should come to the teachers and the staff and ignore the parents. I got to tell you, I don't think anyone sitting on the sidelines thought that was going to happen. Hell no. This has been, no, they haven't. This has been a major wake up call for everyone. The war on our kids. Folks, if you think the war on kids is not metastasizing too, communist tools need three things. Communist tools. And I mean, communists who are tools and communist tools. Three things. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll throw in a fourth. Prison, censorship, division, and fear. That are the Those are the tools of communist tools. They need these things. They need these things. Now, part three of that is division. You can't have communism without the kids. They've got to separate the kids from the parents. I can't tell you this enough. A lot of you think this sexualizing of kids in schools is about just a couple of pervs who want to talk to your kids about sex. A lot of it is, but that's not the reason the ideologues on the left want to sexualize your kids. I hope you guys understand this. Tell me in the chat, because if if I'm talking about this too much, then I know I'm talking about it just the right amount. I can't say this enough. Communists, the people who are really running the money on the left, who are running and supporting a lot of the NGOs and supporting the Democrat candidates, lobbying Democrat candidates, are hardcore communists. They can call themselves progressives, call themselves socialists, democratic socialists, whatever they want. They're communists. They understand they have nothing without the kids. One of the few ways you can separate the kids from the people they trust in their life, their parents, one of the few and only ways you can do it is by teaching them that they're sexually confused. They don't understand it. It's happening in California right now. This Alyssa Finley piece is damning. It takes a village, but in California, parents aren't welcome. The California Attorney General is suing a school district that wants to be notified if their kids they think they want to change their gender. They're suing the school district. The California attorney general claims that gender nonconforming students with emotional, physical, and psychological harm have to be protected from intolerant, basically, and abusive parents. The state of California is deeming parents who don't subscribe to the gender woke ideology on the left a mortal danger to their children. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest threat to your kids is the freaking government. It is not you. It is the government. These people are doing this on purpose. Keep that up. I want you to read that again. Read it again. They are. This is the straight up communist manifesto one-on-one. That parents are a danger to gender non-conforming kids who, by the way, many of whom are only gender non-conforming because of the peer pressure and the social pressure from teachers because the left are the ones pressuring them. The mortal danger to the kids is the schools, not the parents. Division, folks, think about it. What do kids, what are things they're incapable of understanding? Try to place yourself back in your childhood. What were you incapable of understanding? You didn't get it. It was confusing to you. Folks, I got to tell you, I remember my first girlfriend. I don't know what my first kiss was. I was young. Who knows? You remember, right? but I remember that moment and she was a little older than me. And I remember being caught off guard. Like, holy Moses, it was a kiss. I don't even think it was. I think it was like a cheek kiss too. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And I remember thinking like, Oh gosh, that was weird. Like I was a kid. It was nothing. I was a kid and I wasn't like, I was confused by the whole thing. I remember like it was yesterday because I was leaning up against a car. And I remember being confused. I knew what it was, but I was confused by the whole thing. The whole idea of sex and physical contact in that way with kids is totally beyond their realm of understanding. Human beings are not puppies. Puppies by age two or three can figure out what to do and they'll do it. That's not human beings. And communists know this. So they use this sexual identity politics stuff to confuse kids and divide them from the parents. It's the only way. Communist tools, they work every single time. You cannot let this happen. Prisons, censorship, division, and fear. Every single time, you see the same template over and over and over again. You want to see the censorship portion? I'll show you the censorship portion here in live action. Here is an organization that may have at one point done good work, but is now a total leftist censorship organization. All they do is threaten right now conservatives. This is what they do. They threaten conservatives. They threaten, uh, they actively collude with social media companies. Listen, this organization is really turning into trouble because they are absolutely out there pushing people to be censored through social media platforms. I want you to watch this guy admit it. This is the ADL that, again, may do some good work here or there, but is now for some reason decided that they are going to spout leftist talking points, determine what hate speech is, and then push companies and organizations to censor others. Thank God Elon Musk is starting to fight back. He's over at Twitter, has been a victim of this, where they pressure these companies and these organizations to censor people. Here. They don't hide it. Watch the head of the ADL basically admit it right here that they collude with these social media companies to pressure them to make sure you don't get to speak. Listen to this.
0: The ADL, our center for technology and society, works actively with all the kind of companies of Silicon Valley, from Apple to Zoom, if you will, from Amazon to Microsoft to Meta and indeed to Twitter. We've dealt with them for years, helping them tackle the challenges of hate speech on their service. We point things out. We share information. But what we've said again and again and again, and I've had the privilege of speaking directly to Elon a few times. The reason why we are so concerned is because we think Twitter is such a consequential service. And again, allowing people who created the toxicity on the platform that led to real world violence. Keep in mind that the conspiracy theories that dominated on Twitter for so long exploded in places like Pittsburgh, Poway, El Paso, and of course, ultimately in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th.
1: Okay, this guy's to be immediately ignored. You gotta fight back against this guy. He is a devout leftist. Notice when he talks about conspiracy theories, he leaves out the collusion hoax. He leaves out the impeachment hoax. Notice he leaves out the mask conspiracy theories that masks work, the vaccine conspiracy theories that vaccines are gonna stop the transmission of COVID. Notice he leaves out the 51 former Intel officials conspiracy theory. When he talks about conspiracy theories, what he's talking about, what he really means, what they mean over there, is pressuring them to get rid of conservatives. Folks, this is straight out of the communist playbook. Straight out of the playbook. Prisons, censorship, division, and fear every single time. Division target the kids. Censorship target the social media companies. Fear through mandates and COVID hysteria. Prisons you're seeing now with Enrique Terrio and others. Getting multi-decade sentences for things that BLM and Antifa, are they, are they going to speak out about this stuff too? Holy Moses, you got to be kidding me. We're living in a dangerous time, man. Everybody needs to clockwork orange your eyes open right now, man. Because it's staring at you right now, not tomorrow. It's here today. Let me take a quick break. Uh, coming back on the other side of this break. And they're not doing about the, anything about the street chaos either. Because the other communist tool I told you about is fear. Fear in the streets and COVID fear works for them. Why does fear work for them? Because the only person that gives up their civil liberties voluntarily are people who are afraid that they could get hurt or lose everything, so they seek the government for security. That's the reason they love this street chaos. It works for them. Folks, today's show brought to you by Bone Charge. In these crazy days, we got to recharge and refresh in a natural way. To that end, I discovered Bone Charge, a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize life in every way. One of my favorite products from Bone Charge is the infrared sauna blanket. It's amazing how it helps me ease stress and unwind after a crazy day. The sauna blanket helps me break a sweat. It helps remove some of this garbage from your body. It sets up in less than a minute. Folks, it heats fast. I relax. I just, I'd say chill out, but it's a sauna. And you feel that heat, that comforting warm heat. thing is, I have really bad arthritis. I know I complain about it all the time in the show. Probably shouldn't. But there's nothing like a good sauna sweat. To just just ease that pain away for me, it sets up like I said in less than a minute. I go for about a thirty-minute session. I kid you not, the sauna blanket from Bone Charge, absolute game a game changer. I get a lot of feedback on it; it's great. Give it a shot. Bone Charge ships worldwide. The sauna blanket ships free with no hidden costs. Plus, Bone Charge offers a thirty-day free trial with easy returns or exchanges and a twelve-month warranty. Relax, revitalize, and refresh with Bone Charge and the sauna blanket. Right now, go to bonecharge.com/slash bongino. Use coupon code Bongino to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E, bonecharge.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino to save 15%. It's really good stuff. Check it out. Folks are not doing anything about the street chaos because the fear works for them. Never, ever forget the walking dead theory. The only people that walk into prison voluntarily are the people who are afraid of the zombies on the outside. That's why they need fear. The government is always going to come to your rescue, air quotes, when they think you're afraid. It's why they love masks. It's why they love COVID hysteria. It was the whole essence behind their great reset theory. That's why they do nothing about this stuff. This is from, I'm going to play these as many days as I can. You think it's not bad enough yet? Folks, it's going to get worse. This is California, where now people just walk in and shop. The catch is, they just don't pay. People video them, and they don't care one single bit. Here's one of them. Check this out. Yeah, there you go. You like that? Just shopping. Take whatever you want. Maybe open up your own store. Just like go in the back and take boxes and stuff like that. Maybe stack your own shelves. I mean, what's the difference, right? I got another one for you, too. They love this stuff. Why are they doing nothing about it? Because it works for them. I felt so bad for these people. Folks, you ever travel to a foreign country? you're in a foreign country and you lose your passport and all of your identification, you're in a world of trouble. Good luck trying to get to the U.S. Embassy, trying to prove who you are. These people from Malta, they stop in San Francisco. They park for a minute or somewhere in California, forgive me. They park for just a minute. They're out of their car five, 10 minutes to go get a look at the water, whatever they were doing. They park for a few minutes, come back to the car. Everything's gone. Passports, iPads. I want you to listen to this lady. They're from Malta. This is, this is what the United States looks like around the world. Take a look.
0: So what happened? You went to the beach for five minutes.
1: Yeah, maybe ten minutes. We parked, was waiting
2: thinking like ten minutes. Nothing can happen, so we left our legs here and then we went like for ten minutes. We're checking at the car, nothing there to see though.
0: So. And what they take?
2: They like everything we had, though. Passports, camera, Canon, iPad, laptop, luggage,
0: everything. And you guys, and you guys are here from visiting from Malta? From Malta,
1: yeah. You know, I got to tell you, man, uh, that, that video ruined my day yesterday. No, I mean it. It really did because I felt so awful for these people. My day was nothing compared to how awful theirs were. Theirs were. You Imagine being in a foreign country. No passport, no ID, no wallet, no money, no no phone, zero. Folks, it's so shameful, but we have to say now, oh yeah, don't leave anything in your car ever. That's not always practical for people. Anywhere in California, because there's a damn good chance someone's going to come and break your window and steal it. Why are the lefties in these states doing nothing about this? The answer is because they like it. That's why. That's Why? They coddle these people. Do you understand they have super majorities in a lot of these left-wing states? They could fix this tomorrow. They could put enhancements for shoplifting and property crimes. They could have dedicated what we would call burg units, burglary units that go out and all day just fingerprint and find these people. They have license plate cameras around. They could figure out who was in and around the area. They don't do it. Why? Because the cops don't want to? No, the cops would love to lock them up because the politicians will not prosecute them and the disgusting district attorneys and AGs in California want it. So what do I do? Move. I have no easy solution for you other than move. You need to get out of there. Do not, you folks, listen to me in the chat. Uh, if you don't agree, You can cuss at me in the chat. It's fine. I'm watching. It's what I'm always looking at. You know, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. You can't save these places. Not now. Until the people experience the syrup of Ipecac themselves and a critical mass of people experience a robbery, a burglary, or a home invasion. We don't want that. We don't want that. These people are victims. A lot of them didn't even vote for this stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you the hard political tactical reality. You can't save these people. They will never vote differently until they experience the hell they brought on themselves. They will not. I saw it. You may be thinking to yourself, oh, it's bad enough. It'll change soon. No, it won't. You did not grow up in New York in the 80s. It's not bad enough yet. New York, everybody left. Everybody that could get out of New York City moved to Long Island. It's true. The city had 2,000 homicides. You realize that's 10 times what some of these places get right now and you think it's bad enough? Folks, people were showing up in the streets dead, multiple people every day. Graffiti was everywhere. Drugs were dealt on every corner. Times Square was a hellhole of porn. And strip shows and drugs and three-card Monty salesmen. This is You think it's bad? New York in the 80s was Mad Max. Anyone in the chat remember? No, oh, someone says I remember. It was a hellhole. I know what you're thinking. Oh, it'll get bad enough. It'll change soon. It's You're not even close. Folks, the good news is there are portions of the United States where this is just a distant memory. Reminds me of that 28 Days Later movie with a zombie outbreak in the United Kingdom. The guy looks above the air and had an air traffic still going. The rest of the world's going on as normal. You understand down here in Florida, we don't have that problem. We got a great governor. I got a great sheriff. We got 10, 20, 30 solid sheriffs down here, maybe more. You don't have to live like this. You don't. None of that stuff is tolerated down here. I showed you the clip last week. We had two young ladies thought they were going to walk into Dick's Sporting Goods and just clean the place out and walk out. The cops blocked off the bridge. They went nowhere. It's not going to happen down here in Martin County. It's just not. They will follow you until your wheels fall off. You don't have to live like this, man. They want this fear. Don't play into their trap. All right, I got a video coming up next, too. Finally, people are fighting back. Thankfully, we've got some good senators out. They've had enough of this fear campaign, this COVID hysteria, this great reset stuff. I'll show you what I mean coming up next. Appreciate your patience. Helix, I had a good night's sleep last night, so I woke up especially feisty this morning. Sleep, as you get older, is so critical, especially a deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com and take the sleep quiz. I took it. I was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows everyone's unique. I'm a side sleeper. They have different mattresses for your body type and, and sleep preferences. When you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. When you receive your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it. It's quick, it's fun to unbox, and you're not going to believe how well you'll sleep. you wake up feeling rested and refreshed. They have a 10-year warranty. Helix even has financing financing options, flexible payment plans too. I sleep great on my Helix mattress, H-E-L-I-X. Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners in honor of Labor Day. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan and use code HELIXPARTNER25, HELIXPARTNER25. It's their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Great matches Check it out. Uh, today's show also brought to you by GenuCell. GenuCell.com slash Dan. You think your face enjoyed the summer as much as you did? Probably got beat up a little bit. Here's Ella from Rockford. I have both age and acne spots. The stuff's not uh, fading on both of them. The serum is worth every penny. Ella's raving about the dark spot corrector from GenuCell Skincare. A must have after a month of record heat and humidity, sunspots, brown spots, discoloration, even red and flame patches could all disappear in front of your very eyes. It's not only Ello loves these skincare products, my wife digs them, so does my mother-in-law too. They work. That's why they work. We want results. And here's the Genucell Skincare Amazing Guarantee. You'll see results day one of your money back. So take advantage of the Genucell Skincare Most Popular Package, which now includes the Dark Spot Corrector, plus the classic Genucell Skincare Bags and Puffiness Treatment and Immediate Effects, all at about 70% off. So you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself, completely risk-free. It's simple. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan and start looking years, even decades younger tomorrow. Say goodbye to darkened liver spots, bags and puffiness under the eyes, crow's feet at GenuCell.com slash Dan. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan. You can see results day one and get compliments everywhere you go. GenuCell.com slash Dan. That's GenuCell.com slash Dan. All right, back to the show. The fear campaign, folks. It's not an accident. Street crime, COVID, put your mask on, you're going to die, take your vaccine. You understand this is none of this is by accident. Fear is the currency on the left. It's the way they sell you things like give us your kids, give us your money, and give you your health care. Give us your health care. Nobody gives this stuff up voluntarily unless they're frightened about what's on the other side. Oh, I'm going to die if I don't have health care. Pre-existing conditions. There were solutions working there out way, out way before Obamacare where they actually did damage to the health care markets. They need you scared. They need you scared all the time. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre yesterday at the White House. Again, anyone changing their vote? Anyone? Anyone? Sucks. Jim, Mike, if you change your text, if you change me, let me, uh, your vote, let me know. I think it's all the same. Okay, folks, the worst, the absolute worst press secretary in the history of the United States going back to the mask hysteria conveniently right before the election saying Joe Biden. Yeah, they're gonna, he's going to mask up, which, by the way, he didn't do yesterday. Check this out.
2: President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And as as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside
1: as well. No change from Mike and Jim either, worst press secretary in the history of the United States. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is the White House. They're responsible for promoting science and the public interest, not for promoting debunked stupid talking points. You understand Kareem Jean-Pierre as dumb as she is, and Joe Biden, who's dumber than Kareem Jean-Pierre by far, both know the mask thing is bullshit. The reason they're promoting the mask thing is because, again, fear is their coin of the realm. It's the only way to get you to dissipate the civil liberties. However, in Washington Times, you'll see... Senator J.D. Vance, good man. I like J.D. Vance out of Ohio, is authoring a bill to ban any return of federal mask mandates. Yes, I say everybody send him a tweet. Support this bill. Ask where your senator and congressman stands on this bill. There should be know, you want to wear a mask? Ladies and gentlemen, I believe in freedom. Knock yourself out. Put the face diaper on, expose your stupidity to the world. Nobody cares. I'm a believer in freedom. I'm going to laugh. I think you're an idiot, but you're free to do it. You go right ahead. Put the dopey mask on. Pretend it solves your COVID issues. However, there will be no mandates. This is still a free country, I thought. So we're not doing that. Here's Senator Vance last night on this bill talking about this. You need to support this. Call your congressman today. This is super important. Check this out. Just a
0: week ago, Donald Trump issued a video, a very sensible video, saying no more mandates. We're not going back to the COVID tyranny of a couple of years ago. Democrats howled in protest and said nobody's trying to bring back mask mandates. And yet this week we see, see multiple instances confirming Trump's thesis that you have multiple entities within our government, within the public health bureaucracy. There are local public schools in the D.C. area now reimposing mask mandates, this is coming back unless we stop it from happening. That's why I introduced this legislation and I'm going to force the Democrats to vote on it. If they say the mask mandates are not coming back, then come to the Senate floor, vote with us and say no more mask mandates. Let's make it bipartisan.
1: You should call your Democrat Senator too. Here's the thing. This is why this is a genius move. Folks, it's almost zero chance that a Democrat, because remember, remember what I just told you. Democrats know masks don't work. Listen, please, I, I I know you get this. But to the people on the fence who may be new to the show out of the 66,000 people watching right now, there's always a couple new people. You may be new here. You may still believe that some Democrats just don't know and they have good intentions and they really do think masks work. Nobody thinks that. I want you to understand, Democrats use the mask as a fear mechanism. We get it, got it good. We talked about it for the last three days. The genius of J.D. Vance's bill is now you get them on the record. Now you get them on the record. I want every single Democrat running for Congress, which is going to be everyone in 2024, they're up every two years, and every senator, obviously a third of the class, about I think 33 are running this year, 33 running this year. I want every single one of them on the record as to where you stand about mandating face diapers. I want to know. Get them all on the record. Because let me tell you something, people, just like you mess with their kids, you mess with this mask thing again, there is going to be hell to pay. You know, I got to tell you, I you know me and Jessica Tarloff. We, you know, we bump heads like crazy. I mean, you can't imagine like a bigger like friction thing than me, than me and Jessica Tarloff. We're not like best buddies at all, okay? But Tarloff was on the five yesterday, and even Tarloff actually made a good political point. She, he's like stop. He's like, get Joe's like get this on tape. No, he's like, what's happening? He's hitting record right now for a clip because he's like, he's confused. No, she did. Someone said to Jessica something like you know, the Democrats are running on this and they want this back for for fear. And I think they do. But the Democrats aren't, Jessica's like, yeah, but that may be a mistake because people really hate these things and this may backfire. Now, I think both points are right. Democrats want the mask on so everybody's scared again. But I don't think they really understand because they don't get out and talk to regular Americans enough how badly this is going to blow back on them. It is one of the few times I'll tell you You know what, Democrats? You better listen to Tarlov. Because let me tell you something. You bring back mask mandates, start masking up people's kids, you're going to be in a world of pain. It happened. Yeah, he's like, oh, my gosh. He's just going on, like, the Clips channel. Dan Bongino. Next thing, right, Geraldo. Dan Bongino agrees with Geraldo. I don't know. Geraldo, I'm not so sure. Me and Geraldo are totally on the outs. By the way, happened again at the White House yesterday. What did I tell you? I got a large body of experience from my prior line of work in how logistics at a site go. Folks, the president gets his card. So whenever you see the president, uh, Biden, when he whips out these cards and it says what he's going to do, I I, I, I got to be fair to him because I believe in facts. I don't, I don't say fair. I just want to be honest. Fair doesn't matter. I mean, fair schmear. What the hell does that mean? I just want to be honest. Every president gets that. Biden's just dumb enough that he keeps showing it to people. Typically, what a president will do is keep it in his suit jacket. And it's so simple. He just remembers what to do. It says, like, you'll speak for five minutes, you'll exit stage left, you'll work rope line. Usually they'll glance at it before they go out, and that's it. So it's not unusual that Biden gets his card. What I can't repeat to you enough is what is unusual is that Biden cannot seem to remember what's on the card. Meanwhile, none of this is hard. You'll go on stage, award the Medal of Honor, say a prayer, they'll play Hail to the Chief or whatever, you exit. None of this is hard. Presidents get this down. From my experience, I did I did the transition from Bush to Obama. It takes a couple of days and that's it. And they don't even gotta look at the car anymore. Biden can never, because he's a rotting bag of oatmeal with spaghettios for brains, can never ever remember what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, it happened again yesterday. This American hero receiving the Medal of Honor, a guy I can't say enough positive things about his story's just incredible, right? Is on stage. Biden awards uh the Medal of Honor and just leaves in the middle of the ceremony before the prayer, before anything. There is no way. I don't care what the White House tells you. There is no way this was staged. Biden just forgot what to do and just walked out again. Watch this. Leaves this hero up on stage. Check this out. Joe said it right. You see the faces in the crowd? No one knows what to do. Everybody's like, where's he going? What what just happened? You see the press people? Wait, isn't he supposed to stay? The poor guy's up on stage like, what do I do now? You understand, like, he's the MC, Joe Biden. He just walks off. The guy does not know what to do. This is like rotting oatmeal brains is totally losing their minds. Someone said it yesterday, too. I think I was watching Newsmax or whatever. And somebody said something to the effect of this guy's like, he's one more of these moments, like really bad ones away from losing like four or five points in the polls because so many people now, he's down to such a pit in support. Everybody knows what a mess this guy is. Now, they treat this guy like an infant in the White House because he's an egomaniac, but he's too stupid to know what to do. So Corrine Jean-Pierre got confronted with this yesterday as this autobiographer Franklin Four, who I don't trust as far as I can throw him, wrote this book about Biden that just got released. It's, it's, uh, it's working its way around the media circuit. And the gist of the book is that Biden's angry. Biden hates to be called stupid, even though he is. Sounds like somebody's talking about on the show, right, guys? It's not like I used to work with him and his team and see him around the White House all the time, right? But one thing Biden hates more than anything is when people recognize he's an idiot. Biden's a moron. I'm telling you, he's legitimately a stupid person. He hates it when people recognize it. He hates it because everybody's pretty much smarter than Biden because Biden's always the dumbest guy in a room. He just is. But the thing with Biden is he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. See, my best advice to you if you want to get smarter is to be the dumbest guy in the room. But understand you're the dumbest guy in the room. Go hang around with PhDs and doctors. You'll get really smart. You will if they're super smart guys. It is the best advice I can give to you. But you've got to recognize that in their space, you don't know what they know. Biden thinks he knows more than anyone. He hates being called dumb, even when he screws something up. And the fact that the White House treats him like an idiot drives him nuts. Here's Peter Ducey calling Kareem Jean-Pierre. But Watch her get really defensive. This is great. Check this out.
0: President Biden is the oldest president in U.S. history. Why does White House staff treat him like a baby?
2: No one treats the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, uh, like a baby. So there's
0: this book that says That's ridiculous. when staff That's a ridiculous back claim. what sounded like a call for regime change and Russia, to the President, uh, quote, rather than owning his failure, he fumed to friends about how he was treated like a toddler. Was John Kennedy ever babied like that?
2: So look, uh, I'll say this. Um, There's going to be a range, always a range of books uh, that are uh, about every administration, as you know, uh, that's going to have a variety of claims. That is not unusual. That happens all the time. And we're not going to litigate those here. That's something that we're not going to uh, speak to. There is one thing that I do want to because I think I was asked this question last week by one of your colleagues about this particular excerpt uh, that they uh, were referring to. And so I'll say this, you know. We did see the excerpt, excerpt, the context of the excerpt, and it seemed to be making the opposite overall point about how the value of his experience and wisdom resulted in rallying the free world against authoritarianism, which is important. We have seen this. You all have seen this and passage of the most historic agenda in recent history in his handling of foreign policy, like rallying the world around Ukraine.
1: This is the greatest thing ever. It says you. Dude. Come on. Go. Man, I got butter fingers. Throw it out. There. Yes, finally. Thank you. Thank you. So, so, just to be clear, where we got my Mo- chat, chatsters, we got our monthlies. Come on, get on it, Chester. Here we go. So you got to see the Muttley. Here we go. There we go. Die hard. So, just to be clear, a guy's given exclusive access to the White House, Franklin Ford. Nobody denies that. He's been in a room like the White House approved this. Everybody understand that. When he goes in the White House, the guy's a devout leftist, by the way, from what I know of him, Franklin Ford writes a book that has, it, it's generally an ass kissing exercise, but oh, now the Muttley's are rocking. There you go. Chester's coming through in the clutch, right? He writes a book when there's just a mild criticism in there amongst the ass kissing that basically Biden screws up a lot, has to be corrected by his staff, where he almost causes an international incident calling for regime change in Russia. And just to be clear, that's evidence of his leadership and his ability to change the world geopolitical dynamic. These people are they're just folks. They're embarrassing. They're just humiliating train wrecks. I, like I said, she's just a really, really bad. She's a bad liar. She's a bad liar. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. She's just a really, really terrible liar. That was too, that was definitely two months. Okay, can we can. Who goes first? First, regular Motley. Let me see right over the poll here. Yes, and I missed the poll. Back up, Motley. Oh. and Gee catches them both. Wait till we get in the studio. We can launch those things. By the way, y'all going to come down to the studio when we open up? Hopefully by the beginning of next year. I hope you do. it be great to see you. We had such a good time at that live concert. We'll give away some books and stuff like that. It'll be great. We'll have a good time. We, you know, we'll have, we'll, we'll do, maybe we'll do it on a Friday. We'll have like a little, like, thing afterwards. That'd be pretty cool, huh? Folks, I, I can't let you go today without discussing a block I was going to do yesterday. I know. I know. I know some of you don't like the economics, Bidenomics sections where the show that I do. Uh, But they're important, folks. I try not to make them too wonky. You know, economics is my passion. Joe, remember we used to do it all the time. It was like the whole core of my show years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I like it, too. I know some of you aren't crazy about it, but it's super important. You understand the bullshit artist in the White House. The fact that this guy is attaching his name to the word economics, calling it Bidenomics, is hilarious. So I just pulled a few headlines to show you a couple of things. I don't want to depress you at the end of the show on a Wednesday. Okay. And I don't mean that in a Pollyannish way, again, lipstick and a pig. I understand that. I I mean this sincerely when I say it or I wouldn't say it. I really do think we're on the verge of a serious and sincere economic renaissance. If we can control and get a hold of AI, material sciences, quantum mechanics, we've got a bunch of things going on right now. New cancer drugs. What is it, that uh, AOH drug or whatever? This stuff is all popping. It's all popping now. If we can harness it and not get crazy, even energy technology, you're seeing new kinds of superconductors, coal fusion breakthroughs. We are on the verge of really big things. So I don't want you to be super depressed, but I just want you to understand right now, the economy's not good. Matter of fact, I would say to you, the economy's really bad. Is it the worst it's been in the last 20 years? No, it isn't. Um, is it getting there? It is. And a series of headlines based on facts should spur you to action that we need to change in 2024. Here's the first headline, just the news. Alarm, uh, alarm, grows as jobs and GDP data are revised downward. Ladies and gentlemen, the GDP, gross domestic product, how the country is growing, what we produce, gross domestic product production is going down. They're being revised downward under Biden. Jobs are starting to decrease in the number of jobs we're producing. And even worse, the jobs we're producing are not very good. Okay. Oh, you may say that's just the news. John Solomon's site. You know, John's a you know relatively conservative guy. All right, fair enough. Although John's site's one of the best news sites out there. Here's the Washington Post. You don't believe me? Here's the left-leaning, I mean, communist left-leaning Washington Post. U.S. deficit explodes even as economy grows. How is that, Joe. How is that? Didn't didn't Corinne Jean-Pierre and Biden didn't they tell us they reduced the deficit? What? Well, we've told you of course for the last year and a half they're lying. The deficit is actually exploding and they're making that up. Here's the Washington Post. The federal deficit is projected to double this year. I thought they were bringing it down. Well, <laughs> they're bullshitters. I don't know what to tell you. And folks, here's the worst part about the whole thing. That this uh trillion dollar plus deficit we're running that this is happening not during wartime, I mean,ing if there's an emergency and we need to borrow money to finance the military machine, we don't have it. We are out. We are we're done. We're out of money. Red State credit card and car loan defaults hit a ten year high as Bidenomics continues its path of economic destruction. What do you think these headlines are made up? You think Mike Miller at Red State just pulled this out of his ass? Like ah, let me just write a fake article about this. This stuff is all happening. Here's MRC-TV, Craig Bannister. Higher spending and lower tax revenue overwhelm economic growth to skyrocket the deficit. The deficit surged in 2023 despite economic growth. In the first 10 months, we borrowed $1.6 trillion. $1.6 trillion in 10 months. We're not even done with the year yet. Ah, don't worry, folks. We're rocking and rolling right now. Here's Axios next. We're still adding to the debt. Axios. Notice how I use left-wing sites in this too. Axios, the Washington Post, in case you think I'm making this up and Joe Biden's telling you the truth, deficits and debt are going down. That's totally, completely made up. It's a lie. Rising interest rates make America's fiscal arithmetic worse. They note that the numbers wouldn't be terrible if we were bringing in more tax revenue than we were spending. But this is Axios. But that's not the case. Instead of a surplus, the CBO projection included 3% primary deficit over the decades. In other words, it's not just the math of servicing the debt that's getting worse. The government's still adding to it. (laughs) But don't worry, folks. Here's Biden's economic czar, Jared Bernstein, on cable news saying, don't worry. Bidenomics is fantastic. Forget everything I just told you. It's an inaccurate narrative that Bidenomics sucks. Check this out. So
0: I think it's a, a, an inaccurate narrative. An inaccurate narrative to declare that somehow Bidenomics isn't working
1: or that it's not uh, uh, favorably received by people when you drill down into what it actually is. I, I just did drill down. I just I just did. GDP deficits, debt, interest rates, monthly deficits, annual deficits job growth, productivity. We just we just did. We just drilled down. We just drilled down. I was honest. It's not the worst economy we've ever had. The Great Depression was far worse, 25% unemployment. The Great Recession, probably a close second. But folks, let me tell you something. Four, six more years of this clown, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there damn fast. <laughs> You'll be there before you know it. Finally, one last story before I rock and roll with you folks. Listen, it's only a matter of time before the scandal of the century comes out. And ladies and gentlemen, the scandal of the century is what the hell did Barack Obama know in his White House when Joe Biden was up to what he was up to? There's no question Barack Obama knew. Zero. The only question at this point is when did Obama know it? What did he know? And was Obama somehow benefiting from Joe Biden's corruption? Tom Bazile over in Washington Times. Obama's Biden scandal. When did the 44th president know about the VP's foreign business dealings? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the biggest scandal of the Biden crime family scandal. What role did Obama play? I want you to keep in mind and remember always that all of the decisions the vice president may have made in conjunction with payments to his son, i.e. Ukrainian businesses paid this for the vice president to do this. None of those decisions could have happened without Obama. Remember, that infamous, I refuse to pay the IMF payment until they fired the prosecutor, son of a bitch video. That decision in that video, he says, Ukrainians challenged me, Biden says. So I told them, they said, you're not the president. And what does he say? Biden says, call him. Obama had to know. Was Obama somehow profiting from this? This is one of the biggest scandals nobody's talking about outside of a few people at The Times and elsewhere. Good job, Tom Basile. Stay on top of this story. This is going to be the next uh, egg to crack in that omelet right there. I don't know. He said it's kind of strange, right? Obama's really rich these days, ain't he? Kind of weird, right? Martha's Vineyard House, which, of course, is going to be taken away by climate change. They're all going to be underwater in a year or two. It's amazing how he took that risk. So crazy. Could have bought it on the cheap. I mean, it's going to be underwater the water soon, right? That's the question. What did Obama know? When did he know it? All right, I'll have more of this in the coming weeks, and I'll stay on these economic stories because, folks, it's getting worse. Hey, thanks again for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I know it wasn't the greatest news day. I never spin your wheels or anything. So having 71,000 people here in my chat is um, really heartwarming that you guys come here and want to hang, and I love hanging with you for an hour every day. It really means the world to me. And if you're listening delayed on audio on Apple, Spotify, or watching on Rumble later, you matter too. Some people can't make it live. I really deeply appreciate it. I want you to understand. I am so ferociously loyal to you all for making my life so rewarding. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you back here at 11 a.m. tomorrow. If you would, please follow us on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. If you click that green follow button, it's absolutely free. You'll get a notification when we go live. And please download the Rumble app, start an account, join the chat. We'd love to have you here. Great seeing you. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.